Hey there, thank you so much for downloading and listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. We're available on all podcast platforms with brand new episodes every Tuesday. You can find us at uh, Apple iTunes, at Spotify, iHeart, wherever you download great audio entertainment. And it's all made possible by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com. SpeakerMatch is the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. So if you're a platform speaker or you're a meeting planner, you can find one another at the robust search engine at SpeakerMatch.com. We're broadcasting live from the beautiful Hilton Blue Lagoon Resort in Miami, Florida. The Reader's Favorite Awards are happening, so we have the opportunity to meet lots of award-winning authors. One of them is here with me right now, Tony J. Salimi, um, is more than an author, though. The book, of course, is an award winner. It's called A Path to Excellence, The Blueprint to Achieving Your Greatest Potential. But uh, Tony is, is not just an author. He's also uh, a speaker and and I would like to say a, a do-gooder. You try to do good in the world and be of service to others. Um, but it didn't always start out that way. So first of all, welcome to the show. But I want to roll it back to uh, your childhood, and it was not an easy one. Absolutely not. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be of service and together inspire more people. Yes, sir. And uh, from a, what a wonderful place. And I wish our listeners could see what we see in here. The view. That's right. We were in the ninth story of this uh, this beautiful hotel overlooking the Blue Lagoon Bay and the skyline of Miami. It's going to be tough to concentrate on the conversation, <laughs> but I'll do my best. So you grew up, you told me, in Macedonia. Yes, I grew up in what was back then known Yugoslavia. Okay. And one of the countries is Macedonia. Now it's North Macedonia. And back then, I mean, we didn't really have the opportunities to really excel. And because you are of different ethnic origins, you, you know, you were never treated equally. Okay. So as a child, I experienced bullying, abuse, and then just as I started to really show myself growing up into an individual across all of this resistance that everybody makes it hard for you and making you feel you're not good enough from birth, the civil war fell upon us. And then I was taken from university straight into civil war to fight a war I deeply despised. So you actually had to go in as a soldier? Yes. I had to be there for uh, 14 months, and basically living at the edge every single day without knowing whether I'm going to have another breath. When you have that kind of childhood, which is tough, and then you're thrown into a war situation, so many people uh, are unable to recover from that. Now, I would like to think that you had this perfect plan and you could just figure it out, but there must have been something that caused you to veer towards the good and the light rather than the darkness. Do you have any idea what that was? I believe there's a lot to do with the family background. Okay. And um, my father was a peacemaker. So starting with the, all the different troubles that families have, you know, siblings and all of that, he always tried to find a peaceful solution. But also there are humble people, both restaurateurs and uh, farms. I grew up in a farm, so I was very in touch with nature. And as a child, I always had this curiosity about life and why people separate each other, why, you know, living in a multicultural society, on one hand, you have different gods, different religions, right. but all believe that we are all creations of God. But then you have uh, things that happen to us, which is uh, in discrepancy what people teach you to believe. So if we believe in God and, you know, we believe in the creation of God, which is all of us and everything that's out there, 
then we have at least respect for one another. And my parents were very humble people, so they instilled in me very uh, solid foundation of my growth, no matter what the pain. My parents all, always instilled in all of us siblings, I'm the youngest of six, the importance of education for you to be able to better handle challenges that life throws at you. And no matter what the challenge is, because we can resonate, we can rise from it, and like a phoenix, you know, start flying, or we can lose ourselves. And unfortunately, millions, if not billions of people lose themselves in the face of adversity, in the face of pain, in the face of loss, in the face of challenge, in the face of uh, failures, in the face of people judging you for who you are. Tell me one memory that sticks out from your time in the military. Losing a lot of people, you know, in the battlefield and then asking yourself, why not me? And why not you? Do you have an answer? No, I mean, I, I really believe there's a higher purpose for all of us, uh, each individual, no matter what our lifespan is. And I really believe that uh, whatever puts us in here, whatever created us, uh, and uh, we also have this unique kind of ability to be of service and being able to grow and transform through challenges so we can truly exemplify high human potential. And what is that light within us uh, that can shine? Because, you know, all of us, each individual has both sides. We have the dark within and we have the light. And to just have a glimpse of the dark, uh, somebody could challenge you on your beliefs, on your values. And then we have this volcano erupting out of us. So many people don't know how to manage that. Uh, many people have this um, uh, toxic relationship with our darkness. Right. And then also some people get infatuated with our light. And either states can create a discrepancy and polarization in our brain. And therefore affecting our physiology, affecting our decision making, affecting our choices, affecting the way we show up in the world in the face of adversity. Because I always say, is, you know, even when it comes to a partner, friendship, business, society, leadership, who do we show up when the tough gets going, when the pain is so big you cannot see any light? And that's what really can define us, whether we are walking the path of light or darkness. I heard a uh, saying years ago, Tony, uh, and Tony, by the way, is the author of A Path to Excellence, available at bookstores everywhere, online at Amazon.com. It's a reader's favorite award winner. Um, I heard the saying, what you focus on expands. And I believe that very much, that some folks, if they focus on things that will take them down the wrong path, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Do you buy into that, that what you focus on expands? I think I go more than to buying. I also uh, learned through my scientific background that even science teaches us that. So, you know, I want, to, I, I want to share with our listeners, if we take a Zoom, uh, you know, the one that we read? Yes. And we put into the light, uh, face it on the sun. Suddenly, we can actually burn anything with that. That's true. It's in reality. It's where everywhere when we're really looking at the focus. If we take, for instance, big water, the lake, or we take some a river, and we focus it into a small channel, we can create a hydro power. Right. And we can generate electricity to power up the entire nation. So anything that you can focus your energy, you can really generate something amazing. But like river, if the river doesn't have a good bed, and you have this massive energy going through it, it can destroy anything in its path. Similarly, with us, if we don't really create that and be able to uh, open up our entire being, 
the powerful energy and force given to us by God, by Creator, we can become very destructive. You know, it, it, you just mentioned your scientific background, and I want to talk about that a little bit because, as you know, there are hundreds, thousands of books on personal development and motivation. You come at this one a little bit differently, and I think it may have to do with your your science background. So talk to us about what happened to you after the war and where your life took you. Well, after the war, my life was saved and I ended up homeless on the streets of London. So I lost a lot of people, both in the army, but also in the family. And then I lost my entire identity at the age of 19. So, you know, the entire country disappeared. So suddenly you are homeless, not only homeless physically, but you're homeless in yourself. Emotionally, Emotionally, sure. mentally, you have no belonging anymore. You know, you feel totally lost in the world. So, you know, for the first few months in London, I uh, remember and I share in some of my books because I've written quite a range of books with different stories, um, especially one when I talk about homelessness and how to help homeless people get outside of that space so they can really thrive. Uh, I spent first four months crying, crying on the streets and, you know, uh, passersby leaving me books and I couldn't even speak English. And I would have a back then, we didn't have mobile phones, we didn't have any of that. Right. So I found a dictionary that can help me word by word translate in my language to be able to start understanding. And that's how my first exposure to the English language was on the streets, learning from that, but also from fellow homeless people and people who uh, sometimes sit in there and find out why I'm homeless. How did you get yourself out of that cycle of homelessness to... The successful guy you are today, the author, the scientist. Um, going back to my family background, as a kid, we all worked in the farm. We all worked in the restaurant business. So, right. for instance, when we were at school, every school holiday, I would go to my parents' restaurant and work. So that wasn't a choice for us. And uh, when I came to England, for instance, that was observed as a child labor. In our family background, everybody had to <laughs> put in... You're a they child were. laborer. Yes. You're my kid. You want to eat. Yes. You want to work, right? So nowadays, a lot of people actually spoil their children. They're not really pushing them into being able to face adversity right. and have those work ethics. So for me, I always had work ethics. So as I uh, started, I had no more tears left. I started like when I would see the streets dirty, I would pick up the rubbish put in there. If I saw people's gardens dirty, I would pick up the uh, rubbish. And then eventually I would go like help people, the elderly people carrying their bags. So they started really giving me a pound here. Somebody would give me a sandwich. And then people kept asking me, what can you do? What can you do? So I started doing every job that person gave me just to get some money, get a roof over my head. And that as I started getting more and more jobs, I started putting that money into educating myself. So my entire education was funded by working for nine years with no break. Not single one day, I didn't have a break. What was the toughest part of that? The toughest part is, I mean, for me, I'm not afraid of working. I can go and do any job. Okay. You know, sometimes I've had situations with clients. So, I mean, I get paid very well for what I do today. But I've been in situation where something happened to my clients or to their families, and I had to take a role of something else. Right. So I did this in, like, in one of my <coughs> retreats in Menorca with one of my clients. So the restaurant that we went for dinner, their restaurant manager disappeared with a full booked restaurant. So the guy was panicking, you know, <laughs> we have to cancel this. And I'm like, don't worry, I'll take over. And I took over. And at the end, uh, the guy went like, this is like God sent. And I said, well, I started explaining <laughs> to him later on my background. Sure. I'm like, oh, my God, you'll never pay in here. Even today, 
10 years down the line, when I go down there, their staff know me. So whoever is with me, we have a free lunch or free dinner. So for me, uh, working, it's really something that helped me overcome many challenges. And when I look back, I never said no to anybody offer me job. Sure. So, you know, that helped me quite a lot to first and foremost graduate from one of the top engineering universities, but also invest some of the money in starting healing my wounds. Tony J. Salimi is our guest. He's an award-winning author, author of many books. The award winner is A Path to Excellence, The Blueprint to Achieving Your Greatest Potential. So after that time as a homeless teenager right out of the war who spoke no English, you're on the streets of London, you pull yourself up literally by your bootstraps, take whatever you can, get through engineering school, excel in the corporate world, and now you're helping others find their potential and find their path. But there's something you told me last night that makes this book and the way you teach uh, different than the other personal development or motivational stuff that's out there. So can you explain that to our listeners, your different tact that you take? Well, having spent a lot of time studying engineering and science and mathematics and at the same time being brought up in a spiritual family, right? Uh, that most people struggle to marry uh, their, uh, their need to feel spiritually fulfilled with the background of science and how to marry spirituality and science. So you can actually use both worlds to help you excel as a leader, as a business owner, as a partner, uh, as a child, uh, as a human being out there. So for me, the calling was to really be able to simplify complex uh, methodologies, psychologies, behavior, science into something simple that everybody can learn and follow the steps. And as they grow and transform their psychologies, being able to uh, create an extraordinary mind. Because when we don't have that, we can end up in so many bad situations. Not just situations, but we keep repeating the patterns. People will go into a relationship, then they leave from that one, and the face changes, but the problems remain the same. Same when people go to work, to jobs. They leave their jobs, they go to a new job, the problem follows. Same if they go socially or friends or wherever it is. So for me, uh, uh, bringing path to excellence is started during COVID. So I wrote two books during COVID. And last year also, the other book, The Unfakeable Code, won also an award. So when that was published, this was already in the making. So I wanted to really help people uh, step out of their average about themselves. And how do you really take command of your mind? And how do you go from average to greatness, to extraordinary, to excelling? And what is the steps and the journey and the road? Because life will always send us massive challenges. So therefore, I created, having researched for three decades, uh, different disciplines, and I did comparative religious studies and also science, and I wanted to bring healing and spirituality, I created the octagon of excellence. And what makes it different in here, it will um, hit into the heart of people in their belief system, in their religious view, or in their scientific background. So it really uh, brings you, draws you in, no matter which angle you are. So if you're in the dark about religion, it will help you enlighten what that can help you with. But if you're in dark about how science can uh, help you in your re religious or spiritual growth, it will help you in there. So the processes that are created, they're about something that in life happens to all of us. For instance, the image in the book, it's the image of infinity. Right. 
which means we're going through infinite cycles of um, uh, starting with regeneration. Okay, then we're going to we need to focus, talking about the focus, talking about the balance, talking about transition, talking about the service that we are all here to serve somebody. And then we're going into unity. How do we unify our polarized mind? One of the greatest inner enemy. When we have a mind that is so biased, we cannot see clearly. And helps you develop that objectivity. So every time you go through a challenge or through a transition, the eight steps in there can guide you to be more objective and to make better choices, better decisions. Especially when your mind wants something and your heart wants something else. And this is what billions of people struggle with. Who do I listen to? My mind or to my mind? Hmm. I um. I want to ask you a question, and, and we talked before we we started the podcast, and you said you can ask me anything, so I'm going to ask you. Um, you a big part of the foundation of this book is the spiritual uh, concept. You marry that with with education, and you said those are two things that help you get to where you are today. Can someone who is not spiritual in any way, an atheist, for example, can an atheist be a great leader? Can an atheist have a path to excellence? Well, I believe there's an atheist in all of us. Uh, what do you mean by that? My, I mean because all of those labels we give ourselves is something, it's a learned label. And what I mean, the intelligence that's within us. So even if you are atheist, you know that a tiny little sperm and tiny little egg has the intelligence to create everything you are right now. Right. It's invisible to us. So, you know, you don't have to think how your heart beats. You don't have to think how your blood goes through your uh, body. You don't have to think uh, how your food needs to be done. It's all done automatically for you. Right. So for me, when we say atheist, we're not really explaining properly the fact that all of this intelligence is, is within us. So even if you are atheist, you cannot deny the intelligence within you. So this book really awakens you to your own intelligence, regardless of your belief, whether you are atheist, whether you have different spiritual beliefs, whether you have your different religion, uh, no matter what form you are right now in your journey, it will really awaken you inside out, awaken your intelligence without telling you what to do. And that's, I think, not many people can master that skill that helps you going, okay, wow, this is an, uh, an option for me. And most people don't consider... Uh, themselves as something that can excel beyond what their current life is. So I want to help people break through those limiting, uh, uh, I would say, prisons that we have inside of ourselves and step into curiosity, step into the creation of who you are, step into the power of who you are, step into what your heart truly wants. And there certainly are a lot of people that sort of go through the motions in life. Um, something else you mentioned that I want to get your input on you, although you're a London guy, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you you follow to a certain extent what happens in America and in the United States politically, mm -hmm. it's um, more polarized now than it has ever been in our country's history, and and you talk about unification in in your book and bringing people together. If if you could wave your magic Tony wand mm -hmm. <laughs> in Washington D.C and try to, to get these opposite sides together again, where it's not so bitter, it's not uh, filled with so much vitriol. How would you do that? How would you try to bring those sides together? 
It's a big question, I know. <laughs> the reason I dedicated my life to understanding life, to understanding psychology, human behavior, is exactly that. Why? Because one person in leadership can make the lives of millions, if not billions of people worse off or better off. That's exactly right. And also, when we have a leader of a powerful country like America, I believe they all would benefit, all leaders around the world, to have a great expert to work with them. Why? Because we are consistently evolving through challenges. And now, our personal views, our personal biases, our unhealed traumas, our experiences can shape the way we make choices and decisions. Of course. So for me, a great leader is not one who actually polarizes nations. It's not one who, uh, I would say, divides people in order to gain political power or any of that. It's one who can create a vision for the country, no matter which country in the world. And if you can create a vision in a way that supports as many people as possible, and you can, with your um, speech, for instance, with your communication vehicle we have, uh, with your ability to share your knowledge, your wisdom of why people should go with you on that journey. And most leaders fail to take people on a journey with them and being able to communicate in a way that they can hear. So most people communicate over each other. Right. Where we have the conflict in Far East, and that's traumatized the world, by the way. And neither parties are winning. Right. Both parties are losing, and both parties creating more pain. And then we have leaders around the world to do the same thing in their own countries. And then, for me, this is where leadership across the world would benefit from bringing experts outside of their government kind of thing, so they can have uh, the work that is required within ourselves to be more uh, um, stable conduit for the life and the power we have within in that role. It's so easy to manipulate power. It's so easy to manipulate people when you have that kind of power. But it's very hard to walk the path of light. I may have to just uh, take up a collection and get one of these to every member of the Congress in the United States. And What do you think? That would be amazing. <laughs> and I believe you can create some partnership in there so we can help more people globally. The book is called The Path to Excellence. I want to congratulate you on winning your Reader's Favorite Award and uh, keep doing what you do. You have good content. People need it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. How do people find you online? Uh, they can go to my website, TonySalimi.com. Uh, they can go and Google me. They can connect on social media and they can go to on Amazon and they can find all the different books that uh, brings different kinds of methodologies for different kinds of challenges they are facing. That last name is spelled S-E-L-I-M-I. -I. Tony J. Salimi, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. A Path to Excellence, the blueprint to achieving your greatest potential is a reader's favorite award-winning book. We're live in Miami. Thank you, Speaker Match. Thank you, reader's favorite. And thank you for downloading the podcast and listening. I'm Burke Allen in Miami, Florida. Now, go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.